When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This podcast may cause dizziness, confusion, bloating, uncontrollable laughter, and in some cases, anal leakage. Listener discretion is strongly advised. This is episode number 81 of Excuse Me, That's Illegal, the podcast that takes a hardcore look, gets some softcore crimes. I'm your boy, Leroy, coming at you straight out of the closet with a couple stories that are real stinkers. We'll meet two badasses who break the law while breaking wind. I'm super excited for this one. Before we let her rip, if you're a new listener, first of all, I apologize. The show isn't usually this immature. And secondly, please... Can you do me a solid and give that subscribe button a smack on the ass so you can get these episodes pushed to you as soon as they come out? Even if you don't like the show, just let it download. Then I don't care what you do with it after that. Also, if you could hook me up with a review wherever you listen. I don't care if it's negative, as long as you don't call me boring. I assure you I won't be offended. I rarely ask for these things. I've just been told that it helps. It makes a difference. So if you could hook a brother up, I'd appreciate it big time. Tell your friends, tell your enemies to listen to the show. Word of mouth is the best way to spread this thing around. And it sounds more legit if the recommendation comes from someone that is not the host. I'm a little biased. And all credibility goes out the window when I say, listen to my podcast, it's the bomb. Or whatever the kids are saying these days. I think that's enough begging for now. Let's get serious and hear a couple fart jokes, shall we? These ones are coming in from a site called scarymummy.com and are hand-selected from an article called 55 Fart Jokes That Will Knock the Wind Out of You. After getting a whiff of these jokes, I really enjoy their brand of humor. I'm really really trying to squeeze these fart puns out of my system right away so I can get somewhat professional later on when telling the stories, so bear with me. Okay, the other day my wife, she tells me she wants to heat things up in the bedroom, so I farted under the sheets. (laughs) Seriously, though, did you guys know that hookers don't fart? Yeah, it's a fact. But occasionally, they let out prostitutes. All right, everybody, hop in the minivan and let's cruise these suburban streets as I serenade you with a couple tales of low-level true crime. And don't worry, my friends, I promise to get you home without any accidents. In my pants, but I did have a bowl of chili for breakfast, so you may want to crack a window. 
Episode number 81, Passing Gas. When I was a youngster, oh, probably around third grade, my class sat in a circle on the carpet, cross-legged. I forget what we were doing, playing broken telephone or a silly game of some sort. Not important. The reason I can't remember what we were doing is because I had other thoughts on my mind, like holding in a massive fart. And I was losing that battle, sweating profusely in the process. It finally got to the point that I couldn't hold it in any longer. It released from my bowels slowly. A real nasty one of the silent but deadly variety. What a relief to get that toxicity out of my system. But I knew in a few seconds it was about to hit 40 tiny nostrils and all hell was going to break loose. How was I ever going to live this one down? Then I turned to my right. Yes, of course. Sitting next to me was Eddie. Or Freaky Eddie, as my mom used to call him in our household. He's probably got a few bodies stuffed in his basement right now as we speak. He was a strange dude. And as dirty as they come, he'd openly pick his nose and eat it in class. The teacher'd always shout, Eddie, get your finger out of your nose. And he'd go, It's a habit, I'm trying to stop. He'd hork up nasty phlegm balls and spit them out all recess long. He smelled like hot garbage on a good day. He was downright disgusting. Rarely changed his clothes. We were all grossed out by the guy. My oldest son is in the third grade right now, so looking back on my childhood, I feel bad because majority of that stuff wasn't really Eddie's fault. He must have had shitty, neglectful parents. Or maybe they were just dirt poor. Regardless, I think you can see where this is headed. Eddie was the perfect scapegoat. As kids started plugging their noses and falling over in disgust, I discreetly nodded my head in Eddie's direction. One guy goes, Aw, oh, come on, Eddie. My plan was working. The teacher ran to crack a couple windows while the kids all scolded Edward Boogerhands. He tried to deny it. It wasn't me, I swear. But nobody believed him. His reputation preceded him. I still feel guilty about that moment, but I suppose the guilt isn't as bad as the humiliation I would have felt. It was probably just another day for Eddie, though. And he forgot about it immediately. Or at least that's what I tell myself. Truth is, for Eddie, getting blamed for a nasty ripper must have sucked. But hey, at least he didn't get arrested for it. Some people aren't as fortunate. Okay, our first story takes us to Dania Beach, which is a city with a population of close to 32,000 people. It's located in Broward County, Florida. Hmm, Florida. This might be our first time covering a story here in the Sunshine State. Let me check my notes here. Nope, 21st time. My mistake. I swear if Florida didn't like to get down and dirty, I might run out of material for the show someday. Thankfully, that is not the case. Here is a description of this breathtaking city in Florida. This comes via visitlauderdale.com. They say, Build as Broward County's first city? Don't let Dania Beach be the last place you consider when it comes to white sand with space to spread a towel and soak up some sunshine. Located north of Hollywood's beaches and south across the Stranahan River from the well-populated beaches of Fort Lauderdale, Dania Beach shares the same views of the surf, but in relative solitude. Combined with the area's reputation for affordable hotels and fresh-catch restaurants, Dania Beach is Greater Fort Lauderdale's greatest untapped oceanfront treasure. My word, that sounds absolutely wonderful. 
Speaking of treasure, where would one look if they were searching for some? The bottom of the sea on an old sunken ship? Perhaps, if you were a pirate, the rest of us would go to a Dollar General. This is a very popular retail chain in the US of A. It's a dollar store. You know the deal. Lots of cheap household products, makeup, a little bit of groceries, some toys, candy, etc. Real bargains, too. There's a treasure trove of goodies there, if you look hard enough. This Dollar General we'll be visiting is in Jackson's Dania Plaza. 120 South Federal Highway is the address if you ever want to visit the scene of the crime. Spoiler alert, a crime does take place here, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's hear what the people have to say about this location. It receives a 4.2 star average from 609 Google reviews. Last year, Lily had a 5 star experience at this Dollar General and said, quote, Nice, clean, well organized. The cashier, Andrew, very polite, very helpful, went out of his way to help me. Bless his heart, good prices. End quote. Oh, that's nice. Rolando had a mediocre time there in 2020. He gave three stars and said, Store was not too clean, and there was a couple arguing, using profanity in the store, and the manager and associates acted as if nothing was happening. Didn't even bother to apologize to the rest of us customers about the situation. Well, Rolando, keep in mind this is Florida, and who hasn't gotten into a heated domestic dispute at their local dollar store? Am I right? Seems like as good a place as any. Anyway, let's get one more. This is a one star. Happened just a couple months ago to a guy named Jeffrey. He says, On the 12th of August, the cashier used foul language when he addressed a customer. Not good. Pshh, don't be such a bitch, Jeffrey. <laughs> I kid, I kid. Foul language is not appropriate customer service. Speaking of foul, odors, and attitudes... Let's meet a woman named Shanetta Wilson. And to do that, we are going to have to travel back to November 25th, 2018. It's a Sunday evening, a little after 7 o'clock. The Dollar General store hours are 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. For those of you keeping score at home. I don't know why I always say that. It makes no sense. So we got Shanetta. Shanetta, the unemployed 37-year-old mother of four, she's intimidating and looks like a no-nonsense kind of lady at least in her mugshot. She has short black hair with some cool design shaved on the side of her head. She stands at 5 feet 5 inches tall. They say her weight in the police affidavit. Out of respect to her, I'm not going to say it, but she's medium build by the looks of it. Maybe the weight thing, that's not out of respect. More like fear, because if she ever hears this, I don't want Shanetta trying to track me down and kicking my ass. So Shanetta grabs some goodies, and she's waiting in line. You know how these dollar stores are. It's Sunday evening, so probably just one cashier. She's waiting, and waiting, and waiting some more. And that's when that gas bubble hits her. It's in her belly, and it wants out. Shanetta ain't a shy lady, and neither are her bowels. So she lets one rip right there in the lineup. And this one wasn't silent but violent like my childhood incident. This one was loud and proud. There's a customer standing behind her. 55-year-old John Walker. Well, as you can guess, he's none too pleased about the situation, and he confronts her about it. Unfortunately, we don't have any quotes here, but he probably announced the fact that he didn't enjoy tasting the eggs Shanetta had for breakfast that morning. And this pisses her off. 
She's likely equal parts angry and embarrassed for being called out on her nasty behavior. Instead of apologizing or exiting the store in humiliation, our girl doubles down. No, she doesn't shit her pants. That would have been awesome. Just never breaking eye contact with John, releasing excrement all over the floor. Would have been a total alpha move. But she doesn't do that. She does assert her dominance, though. Shinetta pulls out a small pocket knife from her purse, acting like she's a greaser, and this is the 1950s. She opens it up and tells John she's going to gut him. Wow, that escalated quickly. Shinetta pulls her right hand back, and she's in an attack position. She's ready for battle. She ain't afraid to die, right here in the middle of this dollar general. It's me or you, baby. Let's go. Luckily, John didn't match her intensity, and he quickly backs away from the situation. He would later say he was in fear that he was going to be stabbed by Shinetta. Yeah, no doubt. And he was right to fear this lady. Good thing he trusted his guts. Those same guts that Shinetta would have happily spilled onto that dollar store floor. This wasn't Shinetta's first rodeo. She's a bit of a loose cannon. Motherhood hasn't slowed her down as she had previous convictions, including battery, possession of cocaine with intent to sell, and many probation violations. Yikes. Shinetta didn't stick around to purchase her goods after this confrontation. She fled the scene on foot. An employee called the police, and they caught up with her a little later on that evening. They brought her back to the store where a frightened John Walker had to identify her. Reminds me of that scene where the dude Tracy Edwards escapes from Jeffrey Dahmer's clutches. Police bring him back to the apartment to identify him. Totally goes down like that, only much less intense. The stakes were a lot lower. Shinetta is arrested and charged with a felony. That's aggravated assault with a deadly weapon without intent to kill. Strange wording. Let's assume the deadly weapon was the knife and not her ass. <laughs> this is a pretty serious charge. I wish I could take credit for this, but the smoking gun had a great headline which read, Woman arrested after gas leak at Dollar General. Perfect. We know the justice system can move slowly, especially in these silly little cases, and this one goes on for a few years. Finally, in September of 2021, we have an interesting end to this case. The judge, in a controversial move, flipped the script, and John Walker, the victim, was the one sent to jail due to the whoever smelt it dealt it rule. Just kidding. I'm blowing hot air up your ass. What really happened was the prosecution had to just basically give up as John Walker, the victim, not sure if he had a change of heart, felt bad for Shanetta, or feared her, but he just quit showing up to court. And this was despite being subpoenaed. He was eventually barred from testifying at trial, and without their star witness, they had nothing. So the felony assault with a deadly weapon charge was dropped. The now 40-year-old Shanetta must have been pleased as a pig in shit. Let's hope this was a wake-up call for her and she's focusing on raising her kids now and being a good mother. It's a crazy world out there. One minute you're waiting in line to buy a spatula and some sour keys. The next some lady farts on you and now you're involved in a knife fight. Gotta love that unpredictability. Keeps things interesting.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Okay, let's move on to story number two. You'll notice a couple similarities with this one, but we're not in Florida anymore. For this incident, we are headed across the pond to Cholsey, which is a very small village two miles south of Wallingford in South Oxfordshire, England. Yeah, we're in England, mates. I always love it when I get to use my lazy, non-existent English accent. It's brilliant. According to cholseyvillage.com, Chelsea is a very busy village and has many clubs and societies. They run tea shops, scouts, brownies, golf, cricket, tennis, fitness, playgroups, choir, and the list goes on and on. Wow, that is busy. But not busy enough for 41-year-old slimeball Matthew Hapgood. This guy is bad to the bone and is probably responsible for half the crime over there. I'm actually not sure if he calls the small village of Chelsea home. He likely lives in the neighboring town of Wallingford. It's a little bit bigger. But Cholsey is where we find Maddie on March 21st of this year, 2022. It's a Monday afternoon, and he is skulking around a Tesco Express, which is a smaller version of the popular supermarket chain. This particular store gets a 3.9 rating from 32 Google reviews. Ah, what the heck. Let's hear a couple. Four years ago, a happy customer named Dennis gave five stars, saying, This is a great little shop in a thriving community. Gladys on the tills. She's me favorite. She's simply the best at 82 years of age. You go, girl. Love it. Unfortunately, just two days ago, Richard gave a one star. And apparently, this location has seen better days. He claims, quote, Closed at the moment due to a rat infestation. Oh, dear. That's gross. But even back in March, they had a rat problem. Only this rat was part human. I'm talking about Maddie. He actually looks like a mix between Clive Owen and some type of rodent. Perhaps some inbreeding at some point in his family. I shouldn't make any assumptions, though. Maddie was going in and out of this Tesco a few times that day, picking his spots and filling his pockets with some beer and cider. About 30 pounds worth. Not a bad haul. This didn't go unnoticed, though, as he was approached by a couple of employees who quickly backed off when they saw Maddie had a knife on him, which appeared to be about 18 inches long. You called that a knife? Crocodile Dundee would have been proud. Maddie told these employees to fuck off, and they did. I apologize for the vulgar language. Maddie's words, not mine. Don't shoot the fucking messenger, okay? After this incident, Maddie hits the road, and he hits up an SO gas station on Station Road. This is in nearby Wallingford. He fuels up there, not his vehicle. 
he stuffed his pockets with vape fuel and other vaping accessories. The cops are called in both situations, and eventually the police catch up with our man Maddie for this little crime spree he's on. And that's when things get interesting. While the officer was arresting Maddie, this is a quote from court, he broke wind in the officer's face during the course of that arrest, end quote. I'm not sure how that happened exactly. Maybe the officer was much shorter than Maddie, and he bent over and let her rip in the officer's facial vicinity. Our boy wasn't too happy with this arrest. He was also spitting in the cop car on the way to the police station. Yeah, so this guy is rude and has an attitude. In Oxford Crown Court, Maddie would plead guilty to robbery, shoplifting, possession of a bladed article, and criminal damage. Apparently the fart didn't play a factor. Unless that was the criminal damage part. Don't know. It didn't take long in this case, just five months much less than the three years in that other case, to get a conviction. Judge Ian Pringle, he wasn't messing around. He had no sympathy for Maddie, who turns out is a career criminal with a rap sheet a mile long. Judge Ian gave him 30 months in prison. That's two and a half years. Quite the time out. That was for the thefts. He also added four months on top of it because of the knife. That's a grand total of 34 months in the slammer. The judge added, quote, You have a lengthy history, no less than 31 previous convictions for 83 offenses, all really to do with a drug or alcohol addiction, which has been with you most of your adult life, end quote. Wow, that's kind of sad, but we make our own choices in life. It was nice to see the judge give him a reasonably harsh sentence this time around. Let's see what the people are saying in the Daily Mail comment section for this story. And it is very active over there, with 872 shares and over 1,100 comments. Susan says, Shouldn't be jailed. Far worse crimes go unpunished. It's all about the fart. Okay. (laughs) Ian gripes, Oh, leave it out. We've all had our moments with the pigs. Three years for farting in a copper's face? World's gone mad. And Stars One cries, So you could get more time for farting on a copper than you would for manslaughter? Only in Britain. I think they're missing the point here. It's not like he just farted in an officer's face. It's a little more complicated than that. Finally, we get a more reasonable comment from Ingrate. He was jailed for robbery, shoplifting, possession of a bladed article, and criminal damage. Not just farting. Yeah, for real, dog. And Jimbo chimes in, 83 previous offenses. Let's all be honest. We'd be better off if someone put a lump of lead behind his ear. Okay, that's a tad harsh, but 83 offenses is insane. I covered a couple cases in California where people got life sentences due to the three strikes rule on a bonus episode. And it's people like this guy. That's why they have it. Well, and so child molesters and violent repeat offenders can't get out. 83 offenses. Even if they're petty, that's quite the rap sheet. And that's likely just the tip of the iceberg. That's just the stuff he got busted for. Clearly this guy needs some help, or perhaps needs something harsher than a slap on the wrist. Drugs and alcohol play a big part, but he's stealing everything that's not glued down. And Maddie's also not afraid to resort to violence. He's a menace to society. I actually came across another story in my research where a man farted on his girlfriend during an argument. She threw a kitchen knife at him in retaliation. Don't bring a fart to a knife fight, I suppose. That's such a strange link we have here with farting and knives. What's the deal with that?
the best advice I can give after sorting through all this nonsense and doing all this research is don't confront a person who's not afraid to fart in public because that loaded booty is likely not the only weapon in their possession. And we are back. That's a wrap on episode number 81, Passing Gas. I hope that one wasn't too nasty for you. Personally, I think that potty humor stuff's fun. In small doses, of course. As always, I want to thank Steffi for voicing the disclaimer, the operator for providing that sweet, sweet theme music, and my boo for editing this episode. You know what time it is. Listener confession time, baby. So let's get criminal, criminal. I want to get criminal. This confession comes in from a listener named Kevin. And he says, Hey, Leroy, love the show. You are amazing at what you do. Oh, Kevin, stop. Just kidding. Keep going. He goes on to say, I just listened to the train episode where that guy was scoring free rides. This isn't really a criminal confession, but I've always been fascinated with trains. And not just passenger trains. Cargo ones, too. It was a dream of mine to hop on a slow-moving one. You know, ride the rails hobo style and just go wherever it takes me. There was one in my town that would always go by slowly. So one day a buddy and I said, let's do it. We were bored teenagers at the time, looking for adventure. So we hung out by the tracks, and sure enough, this large locomotive starts creeping up slowly. Now the thing is, while it looks like it's moving slowly from far away, it's still pretty fast when you get right up to it. I finally got the guts to time it properly, and I grabbed a metal handle or whatever it was and tried to hoist myself up. I ended up just getting dragged for about 10 feet, then let go and rolled into a ditch. My friend wussied out and just stood there and laughed at me. We failed miserably. Good thing I didn't get hurt. And I'm also glad I'm not a hobo. I would fail miserably at that as well. I know it's not exactly a crime, and you probably won't use this, but I hope my failure amused you in some way. Kevin. Your failure did amuse me, Kevin. And I'm sure that it's actually illegal to hop on a train like that. Doubt you get arrested, but surely it's frowned upon. Wow, I've thought about hopping on a train too, like you see in the movies. I love how you said hobo style as I'm picturing a homeless guy hitching a ride on a train too. And there's a bunch of hay on one of those freight cars and he's just chilling there having a snooze. Hobo is a great description though. Like a guy with a long stick with a bandana or bag or something on the end holding all his belongings. Maybe those guys would get on the trains before it started moving. That's interesting. I'd like to know their technique. Hey, if you're homeless and ride the rails or have hopped on a moving train before, let us know how you did it. Kevin and I are very curious. Thanks for writing in, pal. If you have a criminal confession, something you want to get off your chest, or maybe just a fun story related to an episode, hit me up and email me at excuse me that's illegal at gmail.com. Link in show notes. And like Kevin just did, you could have your story played on the air. Before we get out of here, I got a promo to play for you for a true crime podcast called True Consequences. It's hosted by a great dude, Eric Carter Lundin, and he's out there fighting that good fight for justice for the victims. We all have different reasons for getting into true crime. Sometimes it's just a morbid curiosity. I never judge. But Eric's reason is very unique. Let's just say I admire what he does. He'll tell you all about that in a moment. As for myself, you know the drill. 
Meet me back here in another 10 days, and I'll happily serve you up another hearty helping of soft course gum baggery. Peace. Hi friend, my name is Eric Carter Londine and I am the host and producer of True Consequences Podcast. This is not your typical true crime podcast. You see, my brother was murdered over three decades ago in New Mexico and I have been fighting for justice for him ever since. I created this show to advocate for my brother's case and for others in my community who are seeking justice. I cover cases with an empathetic lens because I know what it's like to seek justice for a family member. True Consequences covers cases from New Mexico and the American Desert Southwest. Give my show a shot. You can listen wherever you get your favorite podcasts, or you can go to trueconsequences.com. Thanks for listening and stay safe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.